Welcome to Live Your Full Life Now podcast. Um, so this is this teaching is actually good news. It's about um, the goodness of God and the goodness of the gospel it has to do with uh, what the title is about, which is uh, submit yourself then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And we're going to be unpacking how great is this news about just this verse right here. And because if you've listened to my teachings previously, that has the, the title was, If God is in Control, Then Why? And if you just stop right there, you might say, okay, great. This is all doom and gloom news. We live in a broken world. Uh, every, all the brokenness is initially as the result of the sin that entered the world. We literally had nothing to do with allowing sin to enter the world, but Adam and Eve didn't. But here we are. We got to pay the price for it, right? And um, there's all these like demonic evil spirits running around rampant who want to hurt us. And this is the world we live in. So where is the good news in that, right? So I'm here to tell you there is good news. So if you're ready, we're going to go over that. <laughs> so um, first of all, we have to establish that the battle that we're seeing starts with a spiritual battle. Yes, you might say, no, I don't think it's spiritual. Like this person who was really evil toward me, who did these things, it was this person. It was not a spirit. It was not a spirit. Like this person, this friend and aunt and uncle or boss or neighbor or whatever, it's there. They're the evil one. It's like, I don't believe in the spiritual things. But you know what? That's The Bible is actually, is, is actually telling us, no, it's not that person. It's saying our battle is not against that person, but it's, but it's against the spirits be, that influence that person. Um, <clears throat> 2 Corinthians 4, 3, 4, it says that the people who do these things, their mind has been blinded by evil so i'm going to read you guys that verse it says in 2 corinthians 4 3 through 4 says and even if our gospel is veiled it is veiled to those who are perishing the god of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of christ who is the image of god okay it's two verses but really just focus right now for the sake of this teaching it's talking about, it says, the God of this age. Who is, who is the God of this age? Satan, right? The devil. It says, has blinded the minds of unbelievers. Has blinded the minds. So the battle is taking place where? In our minds. And it's saying why? It's saying so that they cannot see the light of the gospel. So that they cannot know the truth and the truth about the good news. Gospel means good news. Good news from God. So they cannot see that. Um, so right there, let's kind of establish that the battle is in the mind, right? <clears throat> so um, another verse that proves to us that our battle is not against people, uh, but against spirits that influence those people is in Ephesians 6.12. So pay attention to this verse. It says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So apparently there's four levels of authorities of evil in the heavenly realms, and it's saying our battle is not against people. So if, let's say, if you might say, oh, my boss is such a jerk, and he was so mean to me and mistreated me, you know, I hope this happens to him, and you want to curse and cuss them, the Bible's saying your battle is not against your boss who did all these evil things to you. <laughs> Hopefully not, but I'm just using an example. 
um, it says your your battle is against those evil spirits that influence that person to come against you and hurt you. That's what the Bible says, okay? So apparently people get influenced by evil to do evil things. Uh, a good example of that is, is in John 13, 1 through 2. This was right before, during Passover, right before Jesus was betrayed by Judas. I'm going to read you guys that scripture and you guys decide for yourself. So here goes. John 13, it says, It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. So again, for the sake of this teaching, the focus is how it says the devil himself <clears throat> prompted Judas. Who was Judas? He was the disciple who betrayed Jesus, right? And had him arrested and captured and later tortured and killed. Why did Judas do that? Was it Judas himself? It was just his idea of, hey, I'm just going to decide to do this. In the natural, it seems so, right? It seems like this person was just evil to begin with. Um, you know, he was money hungry. He sold he sold Jesus for, you know, uh, some coins for money, basically. Yeah, Judas was evil. But that's the Bible is saying that he was, that Judas was prompted by evil. Another translation says that the evil entered Judas. Um, so there's a great example of why, why people do bad things. Because demonic evil spirits influence their mind. The action takes place in their mind. Um, another verse that is more proof of that is in 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. It says, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary. They have divine powers to demolish strongholds. We demolish strongholds and every pretenses that sets itself against the knowledge of God. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So there's a lot of information in these verses. If you take them one by one, I think we can talk a long time about every single verse. But I'm going to try to summarize it. So it says, though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. It says, although we live in a broken world, in a world that there's a lot of chaos and fighting and quarrels going on, we don't fight in this world as normal people fight. Let's say normal people would fight with weapons against each other, physical, right? They have something physical to fight with. It's saying we're not fighting a physical battle. Therefore, we're not going to fight with physical weapons. That's what it's saying. It says the weapons we fight with are not the weapons on, of the world. Okay, so it's saying we're not using the same weapons. It's not a physical battle. It's a spiritual battle. Therefore, we're going to use spiritual weapons. Let's find out what those spiritual weapons are. Like, how do we get a hold of them? <laughs> okay, so, and it says uh, these spiritual weapons have divine powers to demolish strongholds. So these spiritual powers that are available to believers, okay, the spiritual, um, this, I'm sorry, the spiritual weapons that we fight with, uh, apparently they have power to demolish, 
I mean, demolish to completely destroy strongholds. What is a stronghold? Stronghold is something that has taken root, that has um, power, right? So it's saying we can come against that and demolish it. Um, and then this, the other part in verse 5 says, we demolish arguments and every pretensions that sets itself against the knowledge of God. So we demolish arguments? What do you mean by that? Okay, you know, the conversations <laughs> of good and evil takes place in your mind, right? You might have negative thoughts and good thoughts. For the most part, they're really, we have, they say 70% of our thoughts are negative if we're not careful. So the negative thoughts, it says these, you're having an argument in your head about this situation, let's say, like, right? It's, it's a negative situation and you're having negative thoughts about it. But the Bible is saying that we come against, we demolish arguments and every pretensions that sets itself against the knowledge of God. So in other words, you have to know the knowledge of God, right? You have to know the word of God to be able to recognize anything that's coming against that is, is the opposite of that is a lie, is not true. For example, the enemy might attack you in your mind about you. Most of the time it is about you and say, you know what? You're just not capable of doing this. You're just not worthy. You're just not good enough. You're just not pretty enough. You're just not capable enough. Um, you're just not um, successful enough. All kinds of things. And you might just sit there and take it and say, yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm not. I agree with you. And then it'll just get you more down and down. And then they say, what's the word? Oh, I'm depressed. You know, depressed. <laughs> Something's pressing you down. And that's the enemy. And you, But if you know the word of God that says, I uh, chose you before the creation of the world. You know, if you guys read Psalm 131, it talks about how God created you. It says, I created you in your mother's womb. Um, you know, I looked at you and I said, my works are wonderful. You know, he's put gifts and talents in you. It says that his thoughts toward you are more than the grains of sand. So when you see how worthy you are to God, when the enemy brings those negative thoughts about you, you're going to say, well, no, that's a lie. I don't believe that. That's not my thought. That's the enemy's thought. The word of God says, this is who I am. And this is who I believe I am. Therefore, I reject that thought. So this is what this verse is talking about, really. It's if you know the word of God and the truth about yourself from the word of God, how worthy you are, how special you are to God, you are his creation. He specifically created you for a purpose. If you really know the truth, when the enemy brings those negative thoughts in your head, you're not going to take him as your own thoughts and, and think you're just having thoughts about yourself that are true. You're going to say, that's not, that's not my thought. That's the enemy's thought. He's bringing it to me to bring me down. And you're going to reject it. You're going to demolish that argument because you're going to take it against the word of God and say, well, it doesn't match. This is a lie, right? And it literally tells us to take every thought captive. This is the last part of that verse. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is in verse 5. It says, the last part of that verse, and it says, we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Take captive every thought? Are you kidding me? How can we do that? <laughs> so, again, that's what it says. That's exactly what it says. If a thought that comes to you is wrong, it's negative, it's making you feel bad, you need to capture it. 
you can't let it, you know, thoughts can, can have like a domino effect. Like it goes, it's like a chain. If you let them run free, it's going to go from this negative thought to the net. What if this happens? And then what if that happens? And then what if that happens? It just gets worse and worse, right? Like you're literally creating a nightmare for yourself by your own thoughts because you're letting one negative thought goes to the next, go to the next, and it just grows into this, you know, ugly big thing that is just uh, depressing and it's sad and it's scary. But the Bible is saying, no, don't let that happen. That first negative thought, the first one, capture it and say, stop. We're not going to the next negative thought. We're going to see if the, if this thought matches the word of God. And if it doesn't match it, you're going to say, I reject that. I refuse to believe that. I'm not going to think it. I'm not going to talk it. I'm not going to act on it. That's not my thought. And you just stop it right there. That's what that word is saying. It's saying, take captive every thought, every single thought. If it's not matching the word of God and it's wrong and it's evil and it's dark, you need to shut it down immediately and not let it um, go on to the next thought. You know, thoughts will come to you. They're not from you, but that doesn't mean you have to entertain them. That doesn't mean you have to give them real estate in your mind, right? They can come and then you need to capture them and let them go and not let them, uh, you know, uh, like I said, house themselves, you know, take, take ownership of your mind or, or use up real estate of your mind. Um, <clears throat> so this is a really important subject that I think, a lot of believers miss on and they just live like everybody else. They don't live victorious lives um, because they don't know any better. They don't know the word. They don't spend the time to get to know the word. They don't think it's important. They just think, you know, I don't need to. I don't need to go to church. I don't need Bible studies. I don't need. I already know like what's good or bad. I know it's like don't. I know the Ten Commandments. That's good enough. I, and honestly, most people don't even know the Ten Commandments. If you, you want to test yourself. Take a piece of paper and a pen. Start writing the Ten Commandments. See how many of those you know. I bet you most of the people you know do not commit adultery. You know, do not commit murder. Don't lie. Um, respect your parents. And then they might stop right there. And they think, well, I already know it. Why would I want to go to church? That's all they talk about. That's really, no. They talk about the good news, the gospel. They talk about God's truth that will set you free from the bondages that you're in. A good church that teaches the word of God will teach you that. And your life has to constantly change from one glory to another if you're going to a church that literally is teaching you the word of God and a relationship with the living God. I'm going to share you guys with one last verse. And um, that that's actually uh, five verses. But we're going to unpack that during the next teaching because you have to, we have to understand exactly what these spiritual weapons are that we can use and how we can use them. And that's in Ephesians 6, 13 through 18. Um, it says, therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray 
in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So that's a lot of information in that verse, but it's talking about literally every, just imagine a Roman soldier in an armor, right? In that metal armor. Um, so it kind of parallels it to that. It talks about breastplates. It talks about shield. It talks about sword. It talks about the belt. It talks about um, the the um, the boots that they wear. And uh, every single one of them have a purpose. Again, these are, it's just metamorphically is um, comparing it to that. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about one by one. What does the belt of truth mean? What does the breastplate of righteousness mean? What does the helmet of salvation mean? What does the shield of faith mean? Uh, what does the sword of the word of God and prayer mean? Um, what does, you know, the, um, the feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel? What is that talking about? Uh, so again, these are things that every believer should know. Every believer should know how to fight using these weapons. And we're going to talk about what does it mean, how you can get a hold of it, and how you can apply it in your everyday life and have victory against the enemy. So we're going to stop here until the next teaching. God be with you and God bless you.